Good morning. What a joy and privilege it is to share with you on another Lord's Day. The Bible declares, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Did you hear that instruction and encouragement? Book says, let us. That's right. That's you and me. Rejoice and be glad in it. Someone remarked, you don't know what you have until it's gone. Well, today I want to satisfy your thirst for in-person gatherings. I want to take you inside the ship to one of our previously recorded worship experiences. And as you know, our world is in crisis. We are witnessing turbulent times right before our eyes. Police brutality, blatant racism, social unrest, and unprecedented instability. And beloved, you may be wondering, where's the love? Well, let's go down memory lane and let's worship anew where we shared from that sermonic series, This Is Love. So clap your hands and let's come on and let's worship our God. Come on and grab your Bibles and turn with me to New Testament passage, the letter Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. I want to break right into this epistle. Lift up for your hearing one verse, verse number 17. Permit me, if you will, to read it in two different translations. That helped me not to have to work too hard. Amen. Amen. Got a little bit of jet lag, so help me. If y'all would say amen, we can be home. We can get on out of here. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Thank you for that one strong So I'm gonna say my Easter speech, and then you can go ahead and put your finger up and tip on nine, and I'm gonna hang out with these other ones just a little bit longer since uh, they didn't say amen. Second Corinthians chapter five, number seventeen, reading first from the New International Version of the Scriptures. Here's what the Word of God says: Therefore, somebody say therefore. Yeah, that's it. If anyone is in Christ, the new creation. That's supposed to be creation. Uh-huh. You see that? So if you're looking at your message notes and you see creation, that's incorrect. In fact, I don't know what that is. Uh, but somebody say creation. creation. The new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Skip down, if you will, to... Uh, the bottom translation, J.B. Phillips, the Phillips translation, recalls it in this manner. For, for, for if a man is in Christ, he becomes, he becomes, he becomes. For if a man is in Christ, he becomes. Y'all ain't got that yet. For if a man is in Christ, he becomes a new person all together. The past is finished and gone. Everything has become fresh and new. Would you help me to preach this this morning, this final installment of this this love series? Grab your neighbor by the hand, look him in the eye, 
Give him a good smoke over and tell a neighbor. That's the hubbard's gonna talk about. This is love. The conclusion. Amen. This is love. This is love. This is love. This is love. And this morning we've come to the conclusion of this sermonic series. There's an emergency somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. You know, that's a good question. Right. Thank you for inserting this because yeah. what we're doing right now is an emergency. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The fact of the matter is that there's a crisis in this land. Yeah. And nobody has sounded the alarm. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for changing my introduction. Because the truth of the matter is, there's a lack of love in this country. And we're treating people how we want to treat people. We're looking at people at how we want to look at people. We are discussing ideas and things about people that we should keep to ourselves. Yes, sir problem is there's a lack of love in this country. And if the truth be told, if we bring it close to home, there's a lack of love in your house. I'm amazed how people can live together and not talk to one another. I'm amazed how people can sleep in the same bed and still treat each other any kind of way. This is not in my intro, so I know this fresh off the press. The problem is nobody has sounded the alarm. And I come today, the Holy Spirit has sent us an amber alert to tell us that love is missing somewhere. Yeah, that, that, that love is missing and, and God has stopped by this morning to tell us that he ain't going to tolerate it no more. That if you claim to be a child of the king, you cannot live any kind of way. You can't walk any kind of way. You can't say what you want to say. You can't look at what you want to look at. You cannot discuss what you want to discuss. That he is sending an amber alert and he's hitting all of our lives to tell us love is missing. Can't you hear it in the text? Yeah. He is saying to us in this passage, thank you for spending me. We're going to get out of here early right now. I sense it already. Because the text is telling us that if any man is in Christ, I got to stop right there because maybe that's the problem. Because the problem is we got a whole lot of people saying that they are a Christian, but they're not acting like one. We got a lot of people who come to church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, and if they die, I got a sneaky suspicion that they're going to bust hell wide open. And the reason is not because they're not a good, good person, not because they didn't come from good lineage, not that they got a spectacular education. The problem is they have been hanging around Christ. But you don't get no points in the text from hanging around Christ. You don't get no point from being near Christ. Paul says, if any man is in Christ, 
He says, if you are in Christ, then something ought to be different about our disposition. Your character ought to be different. Your talk ought to be different. Your walk ought to be different. You ought to be different. That when people see you, they're going to say, something strange about that nigga. I'm hitting it as I'm going up. We get to another mark, and I 
take out the phone. You know, I don't know how y'all do it. You know how you do it. And I take a selfie, bam, head on up. And, I, and we saw some people coming down. And I said, I wonder how, how, how many markers it is. Because people look like five or six. God said it was how many? 34. 34. And uh, we was at five or six, and we were pretty high then. And so we keep on walking, keep on walking, keep on walking. We get to, uh, we get to number 11. And when we got to marker number 11 there, there was a huge uh, marker that said, uh, if you have these conditions, <laughs> They'll outline. Got heart problems? If you're pregnant? Got high blood pressure? If you got sugar? We suggest you turn around. And uh, no eight years USMC. I done hunt the mountains of California. And uh, and so and so we hit, we set, we we stood we stood right at the marquee discussing this situation. These three men of God, these three next generational transformational leaders. We stood there. We said, "Now what should we do?" We said, "Our spirit. What are you telling us?" We all all the two of them said, "Turn around." <laughs> And we said it again. What, what, what are we going to do? Turn around. And what we did, we proceeded to move further. Do you realize that when we started walking, the seats got higher? It was easy from one to five. You didn't need no assistance. When we were moving down low. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. But, but, but the, the higher we got, the more difficult it became. And the temptation was to turn around. And I saw this guy who was coming down from where we were trying to go. I don't mean no disrespect, y'all, but he had a, you know, he had a midsection that was kind of larger than the rest of all ours. And I took that as a challenge. I said, I know I ain't we ain't gonna let him. Watch it, watch it, watch it. I said, I know. We ain't gonna let him outdo us. Next thing you know, I hit it out. And I climbed. I'm going. And I hear my friends say, Hug. Come back. <laughs> you know what? Problem is in life, the higher you try to get in Jesus, the further you try to progress in him. Here it is, the truth of the matter is, it's going to get, I know there's not good English teachers, but, but, the, the, but the deeper you go and the higher you climb, the more difficult it's going to become. Are y'all listening to me? But the truth of the matter is, don't you let 
Nobody. Somebody holler, nobody. Nope, y'all ain't feeling it like I need you to. If you want to be like Christ, if you want to be like the one who bled and who died and who was buried and who rose again, if you want to be like him, don't let nobody stop you. Don't you let nobody turn you around. And I stopped by this morning to tell you that that's the beauty of the resurrection. The resurrection changed everything and it gave us power to keep going. It gave us power to keep pursuing. It gave us power to overcome the difficulties of life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the truth of the matter is, brothers and sisters, life is going to be hard. Truth of the matter is, yes, we cannot escape the vicissitudes of life. We cannot escape the the difficulties of life. We cannot uh, avoid the challenges of life. So what do you do when mama dies? What do you do when friends forsake you? What do you do when the marriage turns sour? What do you do when the money in the bank account gets low? What, what, what do you do when those people are calling you time after time? They calling you on your job and calling you while you're trying to find a job. And, and what, what do you do? You, can I tell you what you got to do? You got to keep pressing. You got to keep pressing because yes indeed, yes indeed, yes indeed. Because the one that loves you is also using those things to fashion you. Can I get a witness here? He's using it to fashion you. He's using it. He's using it to fashion you. You see, because here it is. When we started this demonic series, we discovered that uh, the resurrection changed everything because it gave us a love that forgives and frees. Because the truth of the matter is, my brothers and sisters, all of us, somebody say all, all all of us make mistakes. Y'all ain't feeling me like I need you to. Everybody fails. I said everybody fails. No one is perfect. We all, here it is right here, you can tweet it, you can can Facebook it, you can Snapchat it, I think you can do that. Whatever you want to do, the truth of the matter is we all make mistakes. I said we all make mistakes. I don't know who in overflow, but you need to hear it today too. We all make mistakes. If you watch it here on streaming live, all of us make mistakes. Can I try it one more time? All of us make mistakes. I know I sound like a broken 45, but the truth of the matter is all of us make mistakes. Are y'all gonna hear me in this corner right here? I said all of us make mistakes. Y'all ain't feeling me yet. I said all of us make mistakes. And if you perfect, then you must be Jesus. Because he's the only one that I know that didn't make a mistake. He's the only one I know that lived a sinless life. He's the only one that I know who lives in perfection. Because only perfection can pay for the sins of mankind. Can I get a witness here? So if any man be in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, you got to be in Christ. I noticed I did not say you have to be in church. 
Bringing us problems. Because we got a whole lot of church attendees. Oh, but no Christ assemblies. Oh, y'all missed that. That's why you can come to church and then you can cut somebody out as soon as you get to the parking lot. Because you might not be in Christ. I said you might not be. You might not be. You might not be in Christ. But the good news is that the resurrection changed everything. Because, thank you so much, because Jesus got up. Our sins have been forgiven. I said because he got up. Our sins have been washed away. I said because he got up. I have been forgiven. Not only have I been forgiven, but I've been freed. You know what freed is, don't you? Freed is when you've been handcuffed. And, and, and the one who's got the keys comes to release you. And he says, goodbye, picture, farewell, and I go and sin no more. Isn't that what he did? He told that woman at the well, he said, nah, hold on. He told the woman who had committed adultery and uh, who was caught in adultery. She, she was caught in adultery. She, she was caught. Y'all know what caught is, don't you? Y'all don't know what caught is. Like. Uh, they, they make TV shows about people who've been caught. <laughs> and she was caught. The text says she was caught. And they brought all the accusers before and, uh, and, 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 uh, and said, now, Jesus, what should we do about this woman? And uh, the Bible says that he just uh, stooped down on the ground and, uh, and started writing. Text don't tell us again what he wrote, but the uh, Bible says that they came from the oldest to the youngest. And obviously they got a glimpse of what he had written. And maybe it was their name and their sins. Maybe they uh, saw their wrongdoings. Maybe they saw uh, what they had been accused of because it's easy to point a finger at somebody else. But anybody know whenever you point a finger at somebody else, that you point a finger at yourself. Oh, it, that's why liars get upset with liars. That's why thieves get upset with thieves because they recognize a lie when, when a lie is told and they recognize a thief when a thief is still. All of us, all of us have seen. But the beauty of the resurrection is he took off the handcuffs. I said he took off the handcuffs. He released us from our sins. Y'all ain't quite getting what it means to be released. You see, because maybe, maybe you haven't quite uh, understood the, uh, the severeness of your situation. Anybody ever done something that they want to try to? Come on, talk back to me. It's time of healing. And... Yeah, say it again. Yeah, sometimes you have to you have to go on admit it. In fact, you know what they tell you in uh, alcoholic anonymous? Uh, that, that, uh, you, you got to you got to go up in there and you got to say your name. My name is. And I'm at home. Because they recognize that as uh, long as you try to hide it, you'll always be it. On my flight home, on my flight home, on my flight home, on my flight home, on my flight home. 
flying Southwest and so uh, uh, you know they got some good movies on on Southwest and uh, so I was watching Creed too. Watching Creed too. I was watching Creed too. I didn't finish it because the flight was just that short. But uh, yeah, it made me kind of mad because I paid for it. And, uh, so now I got to pay again because I want to see the conclusion. And uh, uh, so, but that was this one scene when uh, 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 when he goes to see Rocky. They're standing outside. He's going to make the decision that he's going to fight Draco. And uh, and Rocky say, hey, Rocky say, well, I'm come on outside. You know, <laughs> he walk outside. He's standing in front of Rocky's house, and Rocky makes a comment as he's coming down the stairs. He's like, I got to have that light fixed because it's been two years, and well, why they haven't fixed the light yet? Uh-huh. And so while they're discussing uh, the situation between Creed and and uh, and, and and about Drago, uh, Rocky says this. After he makes his decision that he gonna fight without Rocky's help, mm-hmm. Rocky goes back up the stairs, and as he stands at the threshold of the door before he exits, he says, "What good is light that won't light?" Y'all missed that. He said, "What good is a light that won't light?" I stop by here to tell you that if you are in Christ, you are a light. Why? Because you have been touched by the light. And whenever you hang around the light, I wish I had some help. Whenever you are hanging around the light, whenever you are in the light, you are to have a case of the cane heifers and say, I've got to let my light shine. Everywhere I go, I got to let my light shine. I got to tell somebody about the one who saved my soul. I got to tell somebody about the one who made me whole. I got to tell y'all ain't must have been touched by the light. Because what I discovered is that light reflects other light. And it penetrates even the darkest situations. Have you ever been in the dark and needed just a little light? See, when you are depressed, you all you, you don't need no medication. You need the light. And when people have been overcome by grief and overcome by sin, what they need is not a tough talk from you. They need a ray of light. And if you are in Christ, he says, he says that you're not that old stuff that you used to do. You see, the problem is we're trying to use old solutions. Yeah, in new times. You, 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 you got to get rid of that old stuff. I know cussing used to work back in the day. But you got to change your conversation. I know that fighting used to be solved, used to be the solution for everything. But you got to let somebody else fight your battle. I know that bottle, yeah, used to give you a bit of comfort. But you got to let the bottle go and go to the one who is the living water. You got to get rid of those old practices and let the one who wants to transform you. Can I tell you why you need to do that? You need to do that because uh, it's going to take courage. It takes courage to allow him who makes all the difference 
to transform you. Somebody holler courage. Courage. You know, we get excited about courage. In fact, uh, we consider those with courage heroes. Am I right about it? You see a firefighter running into a building to save some man or some woman or some child, even a pet. We say that was a man of courage. Are y'all listening to me? Win, 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 win. Uh, we see a policeman who's in the line of fire. And he's taking on fire. We say that he is a man of courage. In fact, when I was growing up in my neighborhood, we used to dab each other to do certain stuff. Oh, y'all ain't gonna help me right now. You ever been dad? I, we said, we, I, I dare you. Then we say, I double dare you. Then we get mad at somebody and say, I triple dare you. But then the crescendo of all dads is, I double dog. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Y'all grew up in my neighborhood? And we know that if you were gonna do it, we did some stuff. Yeah, we did some stupid stuff. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Yeah. I mean stuff that would make you shake your head right about now. Yeah. Because somebody dared us. Yeah. But we did it because we wanted to display that we were not a coward, yeah. but a person of courage. Yeah. Are y'all listening to me? Yeah. Are y'all ain't gonna help me right now? Do you recognize that uh, uh, if you're gonna be in Christ, you're going to need to have some courage. Yeah. I said you're going to need to have some courage. Yeah. You're going to need to have courage because there's going to be some folk who are going to talk about you. Yeah. Can I get a witness here? Yeah. I said if you're going to be in Christ, you're going to have to have courage yeah. because people are going to talk about you. Yeah. They're going to say all manners of uh, evil against you. Yeah. But when they open up their mouths against you, you're going to have to stand strong and have some courage. Somebody say courage. Uh, not only that, not only that, but uh, uh, you're going to be ridiculed. People going to say bad stuff about you. They're going to criticize you. When you get on that college campus, they're going to question you. When you're out in the workplace, they're going to wonder why it is that you're doing what you're doing. But if you're going to be uh, in Christ, and if you call yourself a child of the king, you're going to have to have some courage. Somebody say courage. That's why Jesus said it this way. He says, uh, in this life, you will have tribulation. Oh, I wish I had some help. He says, in this life. See, the tribulation is not going to be in the next life. But the tribulation, the hardships, the challenges, the difficulties are going to be in this life. And he says, in this life, you're going to have it. But I'm glad he didn't stop right there. He said, be of good courage. He said, be of good courage. He said, be of good courage. Y'all ain't hear me like a need. I said, he said, be of good courage. He said, be of good courage. Why? Because I have already overcome. I said, he said, I've already overcome. You know what? I, I was having a conversation with a group uh, of young pastors not too long ago. And uh, I said, now, look, uh, growing the church is not going to be easy. It ain't going to be easy. I said, I got nine years of experience. It ain't easy. 
Growing the tricks from scratch from the ground up is not an easy task. Yes, sir. And I wish I could tell you, I will tell you today, that there have been moments in my life where I felt like it ain't worth it. There have been moments in my life when I felt like that uh, I was going out there and just closed the doors. I said there were moments in my life when I said, oh, is it really worth the time and the energy? Is it worth uh, the frustration and the aggravation? But then when I, I, I looked at me like Everett, who, who, who told me his story, stand up and let him see you, brother. Clean. Yeah. Are you clean, y'all? Yeah. Everybody know that when you're in Christ, he'll clean you up. Yeah. Can I get a witness, Elvin? Yeah. He'll give you a job, won't he, Elvin? Yeah. He, he'll give you two jobs. Yeah. Y'all ain't hit him right now. Yeah. He'll give you a bank account, won't he do it? Yeah. He'll put money in your pocket, won't he do it? Yeah. Won't he change your life, Elvin? Yeah. Come on, I'll give it. Wow. 